Hello, George Hofford, uh, your host for Local Matters. Uh, we're excited this morning to have uh, today to have uh, Jason Knight, uh, local. I, in, in my generation, we call them young movers and shakers, but young community leaders. Uh, there is a generational, a po- very positive generational change going on in our community and our state and the world country, and Jason epitomizes that. So, Jason, I want to welcome you to the show. That's a pretty strong welcome. <laughs> I well, appreciate it. We'll see, we'll see Jason. I'll highlight the word. He said young, so just so young. you know. Oh, yes, I'll yes, yes. that. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. We're excited uh, to have you. Uh, again, I, to, for the audience knows, um, this show is about you. It's about you as a person, your 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 passions, what you care about. We talk about the community and I have known you now for a few years, several it's been years. Quite a while. Yeah, and I've watched you grow, emerge, and uh, you're uh, you're you're doing great. And we're glad to learn more about you today. I appreciate it. My nana would be proud. So That's good. I and uh, that. let's do this. We're going to start at age birth. Okay. And uh, we want you to let, take take us all the way. Take us through your childhood, high school. Don't spend a lot of time in high school, but take us all up till today. Talk about your. Your passions, your interests, stories, uh, what has made you where you are, who you are today, Jason? Well, sure, uh, and I'll, I'll try not to give too much detail, but it may be important for the rest of the show. Yes, it is. Uh, yes, it will be. So, uh, you know, born in 1980. I'm from East Tennessee, Morristown, yep. Tennessee. Yeah. Um, I am the second oldest of four children. Okay. Uh, two boys, two girls. Um, grew up, you know, just... Played a little football, ran some track. Um, love being outdoors. Yeah. I love, I've loved you bicycles. You are an outdoors. I love bicycles. I mean, it's been in my blood for since I was a kid. <laughs> Mountain bike trails, I'm, I'm all over it. Um, had an opportunity to come to Tennessee Tech um, hmm. at, at a very young age. I actually came in here as an engineering scholarship. I did not uh, say I did, I did not I did. know that. And uh, I had some, had some challenges before then to get here. Um, and then, of course, you know, I've got a family and I'm, I'm married and all that stuff. But yeah, You I'm better from, mention from, that. We talked about that <laughs> already. Don't, don't forget the family. <laughs> okay, so Let's everyone knows. Uh, so I got two, two kids, um, a, a daughter and a son, and then my wife, Tara. Uh, so, yes, I am Tara's husband. There from, you go. From the finery, in case you want to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, happily, happily married. Blessed to be married. It, it's part of my life story was to have a family. Um, that That's loved great. each other. So very happy of that. That's great. Uh, you went through high school. You played ball. You came to Tech. And uh, let's pick it up right there. Let's just talk about you and your younger year, your years sure. beyond that and where what you've been doing and where you are. And we're going to come to where you are in the next segment. Okay. Let, let's spend some time talking about you and what, what, your, what your passions right. are, what you're We'll we'll get to it then. I'll, I guess I'll have to be a little personal um, so people can understand the context of sure, where sure. I am and how I got here. Um, and, and I just say these things because a lot of people can relate. Um, it's not anything that I talk about on a regular basis, but both of my parents passed away uh, my senior high school. Ooh, uh, so I, I came to Tech, uh, basically they call it a ward of, a court, ward of the court. Um, and it's probably one of the reasons I, I was able to come to the university because I had that status sure, uh, sure. financial Did financial requirement here. Um, came to Tech, um, had a blast. I had a <laughs> blast the first two years. Um, 
almost had too much fun. Oh, you actually. didn't have too much fun. <laughs> no, I, I did. I did have too much fun. Um, and, and so many people who know me will know this story. I had my daughter um, when I was 21 years old. Sure, I, I was get that. probably a junior or a sophomore at Tennessee Tech, um, and I actually dropped out. Oh, so okay. I'm I'm a college dropout uh, okay. now. Uh, of course, we'll know that I'm also working on my PhD. So there's a story there. Yeah, right? oh, but I'm, okay. I'm actually a college dropout. I'm a statistic. You sound um, that's a great story that <laughs> I didn't know. Right? Um, but I had uh, a very good family. I had really I had tremendous family support. Um, my nan and my pop pop actually helped me raise my child. Um, uh, my wow. daughter, uh, while I was in college, they actually made me come back to tech. <laughs> actually, actually, I was in, that I was in Knoxville. Wonderful. I was in Knoxville and they said that you're going to have to go to school, uh, to be able to take care of your daughter. And, uh, I said, no, I'm good. I'll get a job here. I'll, I'll run a route or something, you know? And they said, no, you're going back to tech. And That's so wonderful. they basically put, put me on the bus, so to speak, and wrote the check. And, uh, I came back to tech. And I turned it on. I really figured out that I, there was a click there that said, you, you've really got to you get your stuff together. And and so that's one of the reasons why my family is, is so important to me. No question. Um, yeah, I mean, my parents have, have moved on, and then, you know, they've gone to see the Lord. But I had such an amazing support from my godmother and my, my cousins see, and my best friends. Uh, we're still my best friend I've had since I was in second grade. You know, we're, we're yeah, still that yeah. close, and they filled in the gaps. Community. I mean, oh, yeah. community, family, uh, extended mm-hmm. family, and non-blood-related yeah. family. And so uh, I changed my major. That's what you do when you flunk out the first time. You change your major well, when you I understand that. <laughs> and, so, and so now I came back, and I— I came back as a finance major uh, because yeah. I, I knew that I could get through business school uh, quickly. Um, yeah. And then I also was interested in, in the numbers. Um, and yeah. so part of that story uh, of how I got to where I got here, you don't, you probably don't know this, uh, but Mike Porton was one of my teachers. So Did not he worked, know. Oh, he worked at, uh, at Regions slash AmSouth at the time. He taught a summer class at Tennessee Tech, and I took that finance class oh, with man. him. Oh, I did not class. know that. He Great got story. me my first job. Okay. I worked at Regions Bank for about three months. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I, I did. Um, yeah, man, man, I just, I did have, I had a really fulfilling, I had a really good childhood. I mean, everyone's got in challenges. In spite of your, uh, yeah, losing I mean, your family. I, there, there's more details in there, some things and some struggles that I dealt with that a lot of people also deal with. But for the most part, you know, I was raised up in church. I mean, I, yeah, oh yeah. I, I think I was Your ba- faith. I was baptized probably by the time I was like ten or eleven years old. Yeah, and that, that's nothing. That's not changed. Um, Good. But Good. yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I went to the amusement parks. You know, I would had had family. Yeah. Uh, we'd go visit our family. I spent a lot of time outside. <laughs> a lot of time outside. And I uh, got to play a little bit of sports here. You know, and um, I had a pretty fulfilling childhood education was always it was never an option there was never not one time i was not going to go to college it was it was an expectation that was grounded me um and just so you know there's four there's four of us okay uh my sister has i don't know two three degrees i know she's got a master's degree uh, my brother is a construction engineer yeah uh, my baby sister has a master's degree I have a master's degree, an EDS degree, and I'm working on my PhD. But those things were instilled. They were instilled in us at a very young age. It's the story of America, the story of our community and region 
that needs to be told more. About, I believe it. About people who are uh, succeeding at, mm-hmm. in, at all levels. At and all levels. maybe when we get through all this, we'll talk about the education pathway because that yes. was the path that my parents put me on. I knew it from day one. Let's do that. That if I just followed the map, you know, I would have some, some kind of success there. Speaking of map, I need to say I'm George Halford. Uh, local matters with uh, Mr. Knight here, Dr. Knight, soon to be. <laughs> Got a couple uh, J- years. Jason Knight. And uh, Jason, this is exactly what we had hoped for. You were sharing. I have already learned so much about you, young man, in just a few minutes. So let's let's just keep on in, on this track and finish this segment with uh, where we what we're doing right now about education, your family, yeah. your kid, your um, going to school. That is a wonderful story. Oh, well, I appreciate that. So there's also some of the education uh, background that I got was from my, my parents. So uh, my dad uh, graduated from ETSU. Okay. <laughs> we won't hold it against him. No, that's okay. He had a four-year degree. Um, actually, my, my grandmother and actually my dad actually worked at Morristown College at one time. Sure, so Morristown sure. College is a historical yeah. college. It's been torn down uh, since I then. I did not know that. Um, and the yearbook was called The Red Knights, actually. <laughs> no I relation to my family. Did not um, know that. And then my mom, was a, she was a nurse. She went to Hawassi College. And, sure, And so, sure. you know, there's a story about, I mentioned earlier about this education pathway, um, that a lot of people don't, they don't see it. They don't get it. They don't, they have no idea that this is the way, this is the map. Um, but luckily, uh, I think I just absorbed that from my own parents' experiences. Yeah. You shared that I, I could relate because uh, very similar. Uh, not this isn't about me, but it was just sort of understood. We it's it, it's the environment, it's mm-hmm. the culture, um, and it it really is not. It is socioeconomic to a great deal, but but by and large, it, it's a story of a a, a career a it path, is. and um, that is just just great. We're going to spend more time in, uh, after the break in a in a minute or so. Um, Talking, bringing us up now to, mm-hmm. to to today, and what you're doing, and uh, the impact you are already—no pun intended—but the impact <laughs> you are it. already having, you and your family, upon our um, upon our community and region at a at a. I'm going to use the word at a very very young age. You are, <laughs> I'll, but I'll but you you it. were you were you got it, and uh, you know you said this to me. We were talking off air before. Um, so much of this is cult is socioeconomic. Mm-hmm. It's not racial or it's not necessarily or this or that. It's it's socioeconomic. It's awareness. It's it's community. It's family. It's it's one person who makes a difference. You mentioned Michael Porton. I, we all could name sure. Most of us could name one or two or three or four people that said one thing that made a difference in our lives. Yeah, I've got a pretty good mentor when I when I got to college too. We'll talk about him, uh, Doctor Carlson from from Genesee Tech. We'll do that. Uh, uh, we're going to do that. Uh, we were winding down segment one. George Halford with uh, Doctor Knight here to be <laughs> too early. And, uh, <laughs> back. We'll be back very very soon with part two.
What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. George Hofford with, uh, I keep saying, Dr. Knight, uh, uh, soon to be, uh, local matters, and we're going to pick up uh, a little bit where we left off, Jason, uh, uh, talking about people who made a difference in your lives and at a, a critical time. So let's just pick up, and uh, you were at Tech, uh, I believe you said, and you were talking about your grandparents and your godfather and people that made differences in your life. Yeah, I would definitely say a lot of what I do now in the community is, is just a reflection of what was given to me. I, I do feel like it's not an obligation, but it's an opportunity to to forward a blessing, right? So uh, I mentioned my nan and pop pop who helped me with my child for a couple yeah. of years. Yeah. Um, was able to kind of graduate and get her back here with me. That's great. Um, I mentioned uh, Mike Porton. Yes. Um, there's a couple other guys I work with specifically um, that have really helped me you know, established manhood. But before I get to that, I've got to tell you about my, my personal mentor. Um, his name is Rodney Carlson. So Dr. Rodney. Carlson uh, taught okay. at Tennessee Tech University. Okay. And um, this the story actually is pretty is pretty interesting because he, he knew what he was doing before I, I knew it. <laughs> so I had a class with him, and yeah. this, this was back in, like, early 2000s, okay? So I wasn't going to class in, like, a suit, <laughs> Oh, I understand. <laughs> Most likely a baggy T-shirt and oh, some yeah. shorts or something. <laughs> Very appropriate. And uh, I, I kind of had this this urban swag anyways. And, and so um, I may have missed a couple classes, okay? And he said to me, he said, hey, Jason, I got an idea for you. He said, I want you to be the person to get the key and unlock the door before class every time. I was like, that? I was like, oh, I got you. I'll do that. And I, I didn't realize he was, he was wanting doing. to make sure I was getting to class. <laughs> so very smart and, man, and very smart man. And and then um, I was I was going to class. I was doing pretty good in the class. And uh, he found out that I had a had a daughter, and, and I wasn't married at this time. This is sure. way before uh, my sure. wife Tara. Yeah. And and so he, I wasn't married, and uh, my daughter was off, you know, back home while I was in school. Sure. And this may have even been summer class. At this point, I was in I was in school three seasons. I was summer school. You know, when I, I was trying I to get, trying to bust it out. I understand. And uh, he said, "Hey, I need some I need some help at the house. Why don't you come help me do some yard work?" And how uh, about so that? So I said, "Okay, I'll come over and help you." And of course, he he, he paid me for my time. A lot, a lot of times, I didn't want to take it, you know. But man, we just started hanging out. Yeah, I mean, he took me to the lake. So oh, I'd never been on a boat before. That's great. Uh, learn how to do yard work and stuff. And what's what's interesting now was like I go to the lake now as an adult. <laughs> I bring young people so they can experience it. I have a really awesome yard, and I didn't know at the time 
that he was mentoring me. Oh, he, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, I get, I get through that. I, I finally graduate. I graduate tech, and this is a big deal, okay? So my my graduate undergraduate degree is in finance, um, and I had met my wife um, my last semester, mm-hmm. uh, so Tara, and, and – mm-hmm. Interesting story. I think I may have said this before. I don't know. But uh, my last semester, I graduated in December, by the way. Mm-hmm. And by August, I think I was in love with this woman. <laughs> but the plan, the plan was I'm going to move back to Morristown and, and go to the workforce. And I said, you know, Lord, I need you to help because I don't God, know. God, I, I called it an audible, here, right? Yeah, here I am. <laughs> and I said, Lord, if I, if I stay in Cookville, I will marry this woman. And here and we if, are. And, and if I don't, I'm going to move. And uh, if I tell her I love her, I'm going to stay. And I, I remember to this day, I sat her down on the on the apartment stairs and I told her I loved her. And we've been together. For, Hallelujah! What been a married girl. fifteen I get, years. I get chill. Seventeen. Um, she got the bad end of the stick though. Well, okay. <laughs> she, well, she did. Well, are you listening, Tara? <laughs> uh, I won't even tell her I'm on no, here. Uh, uh, but, right. yeah, I mean, I just kind of rolled into adulthood, and I started working at FlowServe. I've been at FlowServe um, almost 16 years. And I, and I will tell you, there is something to be to be notated, noted about, about patience and, and consistency and loyalty. Um, I came into FlowServe uh, working customer service. Um, mm-hmm. I worked at the bank for three months. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, one of my banking customers – Worked at FlowServe. <laughs> and so when I got there, he recognized me. It's just a, a crazy story. Just want to, uh, George Hofford uh, with Jason Knight uh, talking local matters. Um, you know, one, one of the, our past chairman of the chamber was your guy at FlowServe that taught me personally so much about life and people and management. So you, you've had strong leadership in that organization and that company for a long time. That was uh, Jim McGeehan. Jim McGeehan. I worked under uh, Jim McGeehan for several years. Yeah, great guy. Yeah. Great, great guy. I can't yeah. say enough. Can't say enough. And uh, I, I, get, I get to work because uh, I show up the first day of work with earrings in my ear because I don't know any better. Of course. <laughs> of course <laughs> I did. And uh, I just there are two guys there, and I probably won't mention their names, um, but man, they poured so much into me. I mean, they taught me how to be a professional. They taught, they tried to teach me how to get to work on time. They're still working on that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you sucked it up like a sponge, I, I did. didn't you? Um, I mean, like you wanted to learn. But but there was times where they taught me how how. To, I mean, they introduced me to a financial planner. Uh, they taught me how to be a good father. I mean, because I, I really had no idea how to be a loving father. I knew how to be a stern father, but not a loving father. Sure. Taught me how to be a good husband and, and all these things. And so I just go to say that is because the work that I'm doing now, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit, comes from people pouring into me. No and question. I think that has, if it wasn't for those you know, five or six people, I would not be here. I'll be back in Morristone somewhere. I am. Yeah. Um, and that's where we are. I wrote a word down a while ago. You said it's so basic. Manhood. Mm. Uh, we were both blessed, not without my story, I had some similar backgrounds that I, I always had some of um, uh, an adult male uh, teaching me how to be a male. Or, mm-hmm. or, and I don't mean that, that. That can get pretty deep into things. But, no, no, I just had people around me, including my, my dad and my, my granddad. That was enough. But that makes a difference. And I think we're in this modern society we're living in. And I'm not being – I'm not criticizing. I understand the – 
just the way we live today, right. it's very hard for children to get to get their have parents long enough at work for there are both working role models, yeah. much less community. We had a community of dads that I grew up with, and I bet you you had a bunch that, like you said, you're the same way. I did actually. Um, I just not thought about man. I'm about to get teared up now. <laughs> no, I just, not, I just not thought about this. So I have, I have an uncle. Um, uh, he was married to uh, my dad's sister, so he's mm-hmm. he's my family member. Um, when my when my father passed away, he said uh, he said two things. One, you're the man of the house. See, I do I do remember that, and I didn't quite understand it because obviously I was 18, you know. But uh, he did tell me that, and then he also told me he said one day you're going to break, and you'll you'll remember this time with your yes. your family. And the one thing I can say about about manhood. It, in general, when we don't want to, we're not imposing anything on anybody. No. But in general, it's, it's about taking responsibility, and I would say specifically for yourself. I mean, and yeah. for your family too. Yeah. Um, and that's actually my area of, of research is in self accountability, mm-hmm. uh, because it's this mental switch that says, "Okay, I need to be accountable for myself." And no. um, one minute, but you know, again, I've got to be very careful because we probably already sent off some. Red flag. We're not talking about it. There's nothing political about what we're talking about, or it's about just growing up and and uh, people making a difference in your lives. Mm-hmm. And there's no one way. I mean, there's no. There are a lot of ways uh, uh, to gain what we're. Ta- there are ways to gain what we're talking about, and it comes in different varieties, and it comes in different ways. Yeah, and I think the context is is fine, you know, for what we're talking about. Sure, so sure. Least, I mean, I do I do run a diversity group, so yeah, I no, would know. Yes, there are but, meaningful but, people who. But in this context of conversation, I think it's about us making a switch to be a good citizen, to be a yes, good just role be model, a good person, be a good person, be a good father, uh, be a good spouse. I mean, sometimes yeah. that's hard, right? And you said it uh, biblically. Here am I, Lord, send mm-hmm. me. Be available to help and serve young people or people. So. George Hawford uh, with uh, Jason Knight, back soon. George Hawford uh, again with Jason Knight. Uh, we've had a great conversation so far, but tell me how you came. You've told me, but let's talk even in more specifics about today, mm-hmm. where you are, what is driving you, and uh, where, where you're going. Sure. Okay. Well, I guess today <laughs> we'll try to do it in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, but okay. I'd say uh, I, I, I mentioned work, um, which has allowed me to travel the world. Um, I, I kind of miss that a little bit. You know, COVID changed a lot of things. It did, didn't it? Uh, experienced a lot. I see a lot of diversity. Um, I spent a lot of time in in the diversity space here, and you know, I I am the president of Impact Cookville. Uh, we are a. How long have you been president now? Uh, I got handed the reins during COVID, so <laughs> since 20, that's why, okay, the first of twenty twenty. That's great. Or twenty nineteen. It's been uh, three or four years. It's been it's been qu- quite a while. Um, what a great organization, it, by the way. It you it, know it it really is. And it took off. It did not. Ha- it was embraced. This is a testimony yeah. to our leadership. A few years ago, or several years ago now, but it, it was embraced early on and recognized. One of the things I like to say, you know, in, in the diversity space, it's a lot of it's about inclusion. Yes, um, it is. And so many people know the story of, of Impact. It started back, I mean, it's been 13, 14 years As ago. <laughs> we're, we're having our 10th banquet uh, on the yeah, 25th. Yeah, I've been to several, uh, but I— you just, And so yeah. we're doing that this year. Great. And it, and it really started as, 
you know, it was just a small group space for for black men to get together and talk. You had five, half a dozen or so. Yeah, it's before my time. This is this is way Doctor Cancel. Uh, I'm gonna name Doctor Rob. Rob. Uh, yeah, so I, yeah. All those guys, and they they Mark have Burn, it, it, they, they yeah. were already very active in the community. Yes, and they would decide it was time to take it. To and they a wanted to make a space. They wanted for to broaden it. Yeah. inclusion. And then, uh, and so they got together, they formed a bank, and we've got Juneteenth and things. And then really around the turn when Dr. Kinsale and I started working together, this is when I think I got more involved with the chamber. We had yes. a couple of conversations. Yes, we did. Um, I like to say is that, you know, you can't be inclusive if you're exclusive. <laughs> right? And that, and that comes, right. and, and honestly, you know, if, if anyone can have one takeaway about impact, it's like, you know, when you're a, a, a really small minority, um, any small minority, it doesn't have to be yeah, black. Our story is about African-Americans uh, particularly, is to make a space for more people when you're the only the only minority, that's hard to do. Yes, it is. That's, that's a big concession. But we realized for the good of the community, we had to be inclusive of everyone. Uh, and we're coming a long way. So we're more focused in education. Uh, pretty soon we're going to start, we're actually in the middle of research now. So we, we have... Um, uh, a couple uh, partnerships at the actual university. And so we're trying to put a lot of methods and research to our local community and how we, you know, go out and help the community and with diversity. Um, I do serve on uh, the chamber board, uh, uh, vice chair for workforce development. Uh, work Very with, important. I work with uh, Amy, who is a rock star over Great there. Job. And Great the, job. The chamber, and, and we talked about this before, um, from my, my experience with the chamber has been, probably five or six years, it has mm-hmm. surpassed what I thought the chamber was supposed to do. For sure. The stereotype I mean, they, they're, is... They are over me. I mean, they're really serving this community with the younger generation, um, the younger needs of the generation that's here, um, and they have done a fantastic job, I think, of shaping uh, Cookville, Tennessee. It's, um, it's the, it, it, as was said recently at the annual meeting of the chamber, we are the minority in the country as far as minority is not the right word. This isn't this. We, we tell people who would come in and look at us, mm-hmm. be careful. Don't go back to your town. And just try to implement this thing. It's going to take yep. some, some port setting, right? And right. some yard, some work yep. to get that. This is a culture that's been here for a long time that we are now. It's evolving even more and it's exciting. Very exciting. And I think that continues a part of my story. You know, I, I've been working in the industries for about 15, 16 years. My, my children are grown. My wife has got her own thing going on. And I really had a heart for education. I mean, that was the path mm-hmm. I took. And mm-hmm. so a couple of years ago, right around the time I turned 40, I decided I would go back to college again. <laughs> and so I, I actually am working on my Ph.D. right now, um, more specifically because I wanted to know uh, theory about um, diversity uh, and how I can help people like me, not necessarily just that they're black or brown, but people who come from, you know, a low-income family. Yeah. You know, how how can we be more self-accountable? Uh, and so my research specifically has been on self-accountability. Um, but it was this, this story of, of getting plugged in with the community and wanting to know more. Um, I actually got involved with Impact because I went to one of their banquets. A few years there ago. There you go. Yeah. And Dr. Rob was said, hey, I've got this mentorship program. I could use some good mentors. And then I showed up. And that's where it went south from there. Somebody, <laughs> you know, in, I, I somebody intervened in your life. I, sh- I showed up. And then I just got connected and plugged in. And I often say, if you want to make a change, you just have to show up. 
You know, I said this a while ago. I think I did on air. I'm at, I'm at a different stage right mm-hmm. now in retirement. But the old thing in, in the in, in the Christian Judeo tradition, the Old Testament. Here am I, Lord, send me. Just be available, right? Yes. There's so many opportunities to serve and make a difference in our community. And it's not some big, it's one-on-one. It's it's just, and I'm finding that out. So God bless you, man. If you've discovered that at your age, uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's great. No, we're blessed and I'll you're blessed. It. And uh, I will take it. We're, we're really good. Uh, you're seeing, I'm seeing significant progress as an outsider mm-hmm. now, looking in about our community, where we're going, just Talk about talk about as you're seeing it oh, in man. business and uh, uh, economic development, community development, Tennessee Tech, whatever you want to look I'm in really, the crystal ball. Just a little. I'm really excited about the future of, of Middle Tennessee. Um, I, I've often said, I said we're at the point now we get to decide what kind of will we want. Do we want an Asheville? Yes. Do we want a Chattanooga? Do we yes. want a Nash- Do we want a Memphis? I said we we get to choose that now. Um, a lot of the outdoor stuff that we're doing, I know we've talked about this before. Oh, the rail, love, rail trail is the latest. Uh, I need I need the trail to go from Baxter to Monterey immediately, please. <laughs> because really, really. Oh man, I I love riding bikes, and I think to me that's part of the you know the benefit of living in this area. I mean, it's safe. The climate is great. I mean, you've got the microbreweries. I mean, you've got all this new modern day culture. In a, pe- in a smaller yeah, community and people in the 30s and 40s want. I mean, you're yep. seeing, you saw the from the chamber meeting, you're seeing a bump in uh, medium household income. So Perfect. now there's more money to do things. The quality of life is happening. And I, I really think it's, it's the, the idea of Cookville is taking what you have and, and using that resource. A lot of outdoor stuff. And there's a lot of stuff on campus, a lot of nonprofits here, a lot of ways to get connected. Uh, a lot of small businesses. I mean, small businesses Entrepreneurs, have, Tennessee yes, Tech. Yes. And it, it's about this idea that we're shaping a quality of life. It's not necessarily about how many dollars you have in no, your bank account. No. It's, but can you have a nice, peaceful quality of life? George Hoffer with Jason Knight talking about um, all things great right now about Cookville, Putnam County, and the Upper Cumberland, Jason. Uh, yes, that you know, at, at the Chamber for years, we— it, I'm not sure we codified this, but two things. More and more, we wanted to give our citizens less and less of a reason Mm -hmm. to leave our region for goods and services. And we also wanted to raise per capita income. And we're doing that long term. It's a long-term deal. And we're blossoming. And the secret, and you said this about studied, let's not make them. Usually you grow and you grow, you you make mistake, a lot of mistakes. Let, let's insist on quality, yeah, quality and planning, yeah. and, and and bringing bringing people into the into the net. One of the reasons why I'm still here, I had I had no idea when when you're on campus as an outsider, you normally you go to Walmart, Kroger's, and you're back on campus. That's you're right. not really doing a whole lot of things. No, you don't get immersed in the yeah. in the community. I, I think they're doing a better job of making letting people come off campus and enjoy some things. Sure. But I had no idea uh, how awesome Cookville was to raise a child. I oh. mean, my kids have a pretty stellar education. Um, public schools are pretty amazing here. Amazing. Uh, it, it's safe. There's plenty to do. And I really believe, I mean, I've been here since 2000 or since 1999, and, and I'm still here uh, because the quality of life is good. And, you know, a lot of these jobs that we have here at FlowServe, you know, most people don't know where FlowServe is. 
Um, but it provides a good quality of life for me and my family. And, and there's a lot of things like that that, are, that we have here that I think sometimes we overlook and trying to be somebody else. But are looking forward to us crafting the next generation here. Oh, yeah. in you know, we don't have time, and I promise not to talk. When SunTrust <laughs> came here years ago, Lillian Hargrove, mm-hmm. you, it was really evident to Dr. Bell and Tech and the chamber, we were bringing in, I think there were 65 young African-American professionals from Richmond, Virginia, mm-hmm. and Atlanta, Georgia. These are young professional people, first time away from home, First time they had lived in a where they are a minority. Yeah. And things you don't even think about if you're in the majority, the needs. And it was very eye-opening. And the challenge is to, to be able to, to think, think that way and provide opportunities for, for everybody. Yeah, I think we still have a ways to go. I mean, I don't think it's – No, I, it's I don't n- think people do things on purpose. It's just you don't think about it. You just don't know. No, you, know, you don't know. I don't know all the needs of all the other communities because I'm not there 24-7. I do feel like we're getting better. Um, I, I do feel like a lot of us, we have a lot of people moving here. Um, when I came to Tech, you know, there's, we call it the locals and the non-locals, basically. That's right. right? So we really didn't really we assimilate We call them local yokels a right? long time ago. And, and so <laughs> I, think, I think what's neat is we do attract a lot of minorities and various types of people here on a regular basis, whether it be for work, whether yes. it be for school or college. But I think the trick is how do you keep them here? Yes. How do you keep them here? And I think that quality of life that we're trying to build here in Cookville is, is one of the main main ways. To do and it. raising per capita, in, raising, mm-hmm. making the young people such as yourself and younger uh, having an opportunity to stay here and grow. And yeah. and, and uh, uh, we're in a we're in a good position right now. We've got our work cut out for us, called growing pains as we go <laughs> I, to that I next agree. level. I agree. I think as long as there's opportunity for the young students, I think they'll make a way. Um, my story is the same way. My wife, she's she's from Monterey, had you know challenges as a young person, and she's made a, a name for herself too. So, oh yeah, opportunity is important. We're uh, I, I again, I get more. I, I feel like a, a doting father or grandfather. I I look at our community and I look at our young leadership, and I am so proud of you. I'm proud of Amy, and uh, I, I'm gonna name names and forget uh, others, but. George Hawford with Jason Knight. Uh, Thank you, Jason. Great, great show. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.